Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth. All with you on this Friday, um, 90 minutes past nine Eastern time, 90 minutes past six in the West and 90 minutes past eight in Queensland. Peter, Se- Peter Sebastian, Paul Sebastiani joins us. G'day, brother. <laughs> Once We're again, back again. We are back again. Now, now you've got something for us. I, I do. Now you you mentioned it off the top of the show, uh, and you pumped it through the text line. What is your favourite racing story of twenty twenty three? Now you can leave us a comment uh, on Twitter at sen giddy up, or you can go on Twitter and uh, leave a comment and just enter the poll. Just punch in your answer on the poll. So the four I put down with Damien Oliver's final win. That's got 67% of the vote so far. Yes. Without a fight, it's Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup double. Think about it. Yeah. Incredible story. Jamie Carr returning as well. Uh, there was, another, there was a, actually a comment on our Twitter that said the racing community rallying around Dean Holland's wife and kids as well. Yeah, I think was, that would go pretty high. It I was think, such a stared story, wasn't it? I yeah. know. I know. But I think, I think it just goes to show you how tight-knit yeah, the racing community is in Australia, and I think even around the world as well. I was having a think about my top five moments of 2023. I think D. Oliver's final day in the saddle would have to be it's ridiculous. Wasn't yeah, it? I don't <laughs> think he can beat that because it wasn't meant to be in the middle part of that day. He was no, in all sorts of trouble, was. Ollie. Yeah. And then to produce like. If he faced down the outside and won and there yeah, was pace and he course. was three wide with cover and he won, you thought, well, it's still a, a great fa- um, finale for Oliver's yeah. career. But then you you look at the backstory now. <laughs> He's obviously going through a lot, and we don't know the full details of this, but the situation with his former business manager, Neil yep. Pinner, his great mate. Well, they were great mates. So yes. that would have been playing on his mind. Yep. And he would have been – he would have understood that there were media that were circling mm. around this story. And when do they push the button mm. and do they do it before Saturday or after Saturday? And if it was before Saturday it would have been a complete circus folly. Yep. So he's got that in the back of his mind. Then he's, then he's working, trying to um, really zone in knowing that the racing world is watching him, especially in this country. And then he, he comes to the second half of the meetings had 13 rides for just two placings at the pinnacles. He had, he hadn't even got war Molly. And he hadn't been riding that great. Horses were missing the kick. He was getting in the wrong spots. Pikey decked him in a Winterbottom Stakes and got ridiculous. three weeks. So <laughs> he just wasn't having any luck whatsoever. And you thought, geez, this is not, it's not going to be for Ollie, mm. which is sad. Um, and I, and I, and that was, I was at the Meadows there doing the coverage for yes. racing.com. And I, that, I was looking at my phone. I'm thinking, I know he's on a couple of favorites, but Morning Mac, I thought was a rough each way chance. Yep. I thought Magnificent Andy would be trained to the minute by S.J. Miller because he knows the significance of this day and he would have loved to, well, he would love to combine with Oliver to get a mm. winner. And then I thought um, Divine, what was that horse's name? Um, um, Divine, Divine Memory. Yes. I think it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Divine Memory for David Harrison. And I thought it was his best chance. And then he dominates that race in the early, in his first of his travel and that horse there for um, Harry never really looked like getting beat in divine belief. How did divine I get that belief, wrong? Yeah, in the so or- orange I, and uh, yeah, orange I knew and I was getting it wrong. Yeah. So divine belief wins and then magnificent Andy. And then to do what he did there with Monomac. Have you seen Entain's uh, video of that final day? It's incredible. It's absolutely yep. incredible. The, 
I think the call made it even greater as well. Because, like, there's been some criticisms of his call. Some yeah. old cop. And I thought it was, you know, Darren McCauley's been one of the great oh, callers for so many sensational. years. And what Cobb has over other race calls is that, and you can hear it in that, that video, that feature video that Entain put out there last night. Mm. He's just got that voice that when you hear his voice behind the, behind the microphone, um, he adds to the theater of it. I and think some people have got that voice and they have it. And like, I, I remember working with him in the West and he always said, Gareth, when you get behind that microphone, own that microphone. Absolutely. Own Absolutely. the microphone. And Macca does that. And even though he picked up that horse late, he, the way that he picked it up still made, oh, it was like, insane. I don't think you'd want it any better. No, I think that the one thing I looked at with the Munamek race, the final race at Ascot was, I don't think Darren McCauley as a caller got caught up in the moment during the call because he called every horse. And yes. I think everybody was looking at Munamek because Damien Oliver was on it. But as a caller, you've still got a whole field to get through and that horse may not win. So you've still got to call the race as is, regardless of, the scenario. And of yeah. course you've got to be entertaining, but to call Munamek the way he did in the last bit. And I think everybody was watching Munamek just given the, the weight of the scenario. Yeah. D Oliver's last race, but it's, it's a memorable one. It's definitely a memorable one. So I four double nine, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. The Bataki. Top, for a Bataki ham. Yes. So the top five moments I've got D Oliver. What else did you have there in the, the poll? So we had, so D Oliver. Yes. The without a fight, Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup double, obviously the first since the great ethereal to to achieve that feat. Think about it, a horse that has come, I mean, really come from obscurity. When you think about it, pr provincial yeah. winner all the way through to arguably the biggest sprint race in Australia. Well, prize money wise, it is. Yeah, I think that, yeah, without a fight was the find of the, 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 the oh, year. Enormous. What he was able to do yep. in Queensland then come come back home to Melbourne and win the Caulfield and Melbourne Cup and only the 13th horse or the 12th horse to do that mm -hmm. in the history. And it was great to see someone do actually the cup double that that particular cup double has gone missing over the years Has. with the Europeans arriving. So it was great to see without a fight do just that. In in the other codes, I think Scalacci has to go down as one of the great stories. Absolutely. The pizza owner. Absolutely. That's, that's, that, that is, that's the essence of racing. Correct. That is what racing's all about. It is. It is. That's having a dream, working out <laughs> how you get involved in the game, then working out a breed and spending a little bit of money. And then at the end of the day, it's having a dream, it's believing, and then needing a little bit of luck. hundred percent. And now he doesn't have a mortgage anymore. No. Tells you the, and the pizza owner. In fact, I'm going to go out to Carum Downs and have a pizza. I think it's Uncle Drew's Pizza. He might have two Uncle Drew pizza shops after yes. after after Scalacci. He was there he? delivering the pizzas the next day. Is that one of the best Saturday nights of racing we've had for a while? It's the best Saturday night of racing I think we've had in 2023, yep. just given what happened. And I know you mentioned Leap to Fame, Scalacci, D Oliver. Yeah, I think over I all three codes as yeah, well. I can't recall a better couple of hours in racing, especially if you love racing across those three codes. And, and the build-up and the drama, even the Scalacci story, how Oli is most successful group one horse that he combined with was Scalacci. Do you believe in coincidence? Well, you, I believe in the universe and how so it all <laughs> how it all comes together. Um, I do too. <laughs> so race, like I think the Quokka was a big success. Yes. I know you mentioned the Everest, but yes. I thought the Quokka was a big success and Amelia's jewel to do what she yep. did. And I know people say, Gareth, get off. Like, please, no, Amelia's no, no. jewel. No, but no, I no. think she's been no. good for racing. No. Um, She's been fantastic for racing. 
what other highlights there for the year that come to mind? Oh, the, the Cox Plate was phenomenal. Romantic Warrior. The I think it was, yeah. It was run and the finish and the, the shadow at the post. I was on Mr. Brightside for a fair bit, but that's, that's racing, isn't it? Mr. Brightside's one of the great horses, isn't He's he? He's fantastic. He's so underrated. Bomb-proof. He is bomb-proof. Like, bomb-proof. Talking about horses that you'd yeah. go to war with, he would oh, be definitely one of them. Absolutely. And Romantic Warrior and Alligator Blood as well. Yeah. They think had backs, had uh, spinal kiss. Is yeah, right? it's amazing Surgery. what he's been able to do. Just absolutely incredible. Incredible what he's been able to do. And there were a couple of, like, I think Annabelle Nisham, if you were doing your power rankings for trainers, all right, she would have lost, she would have dropped down a few peaks. A bit. Yeah. I think Waterhouse and Bot have definitely gone up. Yes. I think Lindsay Park have definitely gone yep. up. I think Kira Maher and, and, and Chris Waller have probably maybe slightly down or around the same mm. mark anyway. They've been... Lofty standards, Gary. Correct. Lofty so they've, they're, they're very, very good at what yeah. they do. But I think Waterhouse and Bot and Lindsay Park have been the big movers. Yeah. yeah. I think Lindsay Park could be, I think they could be a powerhouse top three, top, definitely top five trainers in the next couple of years. I think they're coming, that yeah. young team. Is it, it's a testament to their grounding as well yeah. as young men, given the fact that their grandfather, Colin, was an incredible trainer. Their father, yeah. David, was an incredible trainer. What do they say? The first generation creates it. Second generation builds it. The third destroys it. Yeah. But they're bucking that trend, Doing aren't the they? <laughs> I think Bjorn Baker has to be in that consideration for Rising Gun. Star or Gun. trainers that increase their value. And yeah. Joe Pride, no doubt yes. about that. Tony Gollins had a wonderful year. I think Nef- Neville Parnham in WA yep. could probably take the honours there because he won the premiership, but he's got numbers to win the premiership. So I don't think you can necessarily judge the WA trainers on on the Metro Premiership, but I think Nifty did what he did and then he dominated the, the pinnacle. So mm. that clearly puts him on top. And then I think you've got Miller and Grant Williams and Alana Williams not far off them. Um, South Australia, the Jollies have been pretty good, but of recent times there's been some not um, up-and-coming trainers that have really stood Absolutely. up and be counted for. And Tassies have had... Tassie's had their changing of the guard in a way because Scotty Brunton became nearly the story of the year across any code. Yeah. He's such an interesting... For the right or wrong reasons. <laughs> bit of both. He was sensational with the inevitable and the early part, and then it all went downhill after that. So it's been a great year. How's and that, racing's always going to throw up the ups and downs. How's that text line going? Yeah, yeah. 0499 736 736. Got to hand out a big fat Christmas yeah. hand for Batoki. We'll, we'll give a Batoki away. Um, the other story that we yeah. had down was uh, Jamie Carr returning. Yeah. After what happened with her, obviously, the... Stuff off off the racing track yeah. and then on the racing track and then off the racing track again. So it had been a a wretched twenty twenty three, but adversity grows strength. It does, and yeah. she's been able to like she's been through a lot. Yep, and I think that that Flemington Carnival was so important for her career. Mm. Um, so yeah, she did. She was she's been through a lot and she got off those charges about putting the game in disrepute. I thought she might've been lucky to get off those charges. Um, but she did. Mm. And I think she would have learned some valuable lessons from that. Do credits in the bank help? Well, she didn't have too many credits yeah. in the bank after yeah. what happened there with the bed and breakfast. Yeah. Now I'm glad she got off. Yes. But you have a look at some of the cases in the AFL and all that. I guess they like a, a, a Jack Ginnivan and he get, he only got a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, I think she learned a valuable lesson. Perception's everything, isn't Correct. it? Correct. People who you hang around with. Perception Correct. is absolutely everything. Um, Giga Kick's a huge story as well. Yeah, I think he has to Massive. be in the, the, the conversation. That Craig Williams story just blew up deluxe, didn't it? 
You did you? Who did you have a tiff with on air? Oh, probably nearly everyone on Fitz? that situation. Yeah, Fitzy. <laughs> but they're all uneducated. <laughs> they're uneducated with no facts in front of them, and it's hard arguing with people when they're just making up crap. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> so that's, I just had to, that's it. Our job is to debate or talk yes. about issues. And the number one part about all that is, is have you have, you have facts in front of, of course, you. Of course, of course, of course. And then once you have those facts and you're confident that they are the, the facts and then you can debate. Tag said something very funny yesterday. He goes, it's, it's difficult to win an argument with, or, or a debate with an intelligent person. It's impossible to win a debate with a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a stupid pig. Like, tag, like, to give me, and, and if he ever has this analogy, oh, you'd ever ridden a horse. It's like saying, like, you, you do your football podcast. I do, yes, yeah, yes, sort yes. Of like, I haven't played you, AFL. I know. So you can't say that Patrick Cripps isn't, isn't playing well because you haven't played football. I can and I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Tyler Schiller debate that we've been oh, having. Right. Like, did he stop right? He didn't stop writing, but he definitely, he definitely. The vigour changed in the concluding stages. He there was still would have got away. beaten though, wouldn't he? Well, you don't know. Yeah, you I don't think know, there's you? probably a good chance if you had a gun to my head, would he have got beaten? You probably would have said yes. Yeah. But he did, like, that's a massive drop when he's going mid-10s and then he goes 12-8 in that last furlong. No, so you're running flat out to lose 10 seconds. So that tells me he did ease up on him. Yeah. I don't think either of those horses will win that two-year-old race anyway. I think Gay's okay. got a pretty good one this weekend going around. Which one? Storm Boy. Okay. Yeah. Seems a pretty special type, I reckon. We'll we'll um continue to go with our favorite we might even have to give a question out. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six to join a conversation. I might have you might have one towards the back end of the hour, but we've got to try and find a winner on the trots and the dogs in the next half. We hour. do, we do. We'll get uh, Corey's gonna join us, Corey Smith. Yes. because uh, we've got sale cup. This, uh, where are we? Tuesday, when's Christmas? When's Boxing Day? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yep, correct. Yeah, this sale, sale Cup Tuesday. It's going to be a big one. Really, really tight field as well. So we'll get into the preview and all, all the markets for that. And we'll hopefully find some winners uh, in the trots this weekend as well. So there's plenty to come. G Hall, there's plenty to come. Great, man. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. There we go. Um, Paul Sebastiani joining us here on Giddy Up on this Friday. Let's take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. We'll find you a few winners in the trots and the dogs on this Weekend of racing as we get set for a big Christmas.